everybody and welcome to another episode of this marketing thing. Super pumped for today's episode. Today we're talking about our limiting beliefs and self-doubt. I'll see you guys on the other side. Have you ever stopped to wonder? How on earth do people like us that were raised to go get a job after school just to realise that being at the mercy of some big company isn't for us? For us, for us. Market and build our own businesses so we get to choose our own destinies? That's the question, and this podcast is the answer. Join me as I discover, learn, and share the latest marketing secrets and strategies to help grow your online business. My name's Kyle Macker, and welcome to this marketing thing. thing, 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 thing. So lately, I've been feeling a little bit like. I shouldn't be teaching anything in marketing, not that I do teach anything in marketing, but I do talk about the things in direct response marketing, copywriting, and all those sorts of things. And I've had this feeling that what gives me the right to talk about this subject, I've felt like I haven't had any success, well, not any big successes in marketing or copywriting or direct response, or I haven't designed my own framework. So what gives me the right to talk about all this sort of stuff? Now, a lot of the stuff that I do talk about comes from some really good sources or some people in the industry that have set up frameworks and they're very good at what they do. And I basically read their books, I comprehend it, and then I will put it in my own terms. And, and then I talk about it on my podcast, on my Facebook group, whatever it may be. But I have just taken it and started speaking about it, their frameworks. Now, I don't have really any of my own frameworks because I haven't been doing it that long. I mean, I've only been at it for two to three years. And this is the thing that takes many years to learn the psychology behind sales, the psychology behind direct response marketing and copywriting. So it's all good stuff that I'm talking about, but I've sort of felt like what gives me the right. So what I've been doing is, well, what I do best is I've jumped into the computer and I started researching why I'm feeling like this. And the reason is, well, the name behind it, it's called imposter syndrome. Now, we've all heard of this name before, imposter syndrome. But really, what is it? Because I'd heard it before, but I was sort of like, okay, I sort of get that in the name. But what is it? Well, it's a basically a feeling of phoniness, unworthiness, or even out of your depth, even if they're amazingly talented at what they do. So, Artists, entrepreneurs, stars, some of them have all struggled with this. Some big names like Serena Williams, Ariana Huffington that created the Huffington Post have all struggled with the feeling of being an imposter. Now, a lot of the time, imposter syndrome is talked about as a curse. And in many ways, it is. It can be a a real curse. But I want to show you how it can be also used for good as well, or how you can use it to your advantage. But first, we've got to get to know imposter syndrome a little bit better. There's four symptoms of imposter syndrome. There's anxiety, fear of failure, self-doubt, and perfectionism. Now, from my research, 70% of the population suffer from some of those symptoms. But I sort of ask myself, wait a minute, That's a little bit low. 70% of the population? That just seems way too low to me because we all at some point 
feel one of those four symptoms. Even if it's not debilitating, it's just being human. We all have those feelings sometimes. Now, this feeling of unworthiness to talk about direct response marketing and copywriting, maybe it's come from because I know I'm still developing those skills. Even though I love talking about all this sort of stuff and I'm passionate about it and, it, and I enjoy talking about it, it fuels my desire to learn, I still know that I've got many years before I've got a full grasp on this. I know that I'm still learning. So maybe it's just because I haven't been doing it long enough. And I thought, well, maybe that's got a lot to do with it. So I asked myself the question. I thought, what am I an expert in in other parts of my life? And well, for me, it's being a pilot. I mean, I've been flying since I was 13 years old. I still work for a major airline. I fly a big jet. So you can consider me an expert in that. But to be honest, even at the top of my game, and look, it took me many years to get there and it's a hard slog and to get through all the sims, all the theory. So I must know what I'm on about a little bit. I still have the same feelings there. I feel like I need to be better, perfectionism. And I do have self-doubt. I've got a friend and he says to me all the time, I don't know how I got here. I'm waiting for someone to figure me out, tap me on the shoulder and say, we know you've been bluffing us. So it's, it's a common thing. And I've felt the same. I have felt those same feelings. Now for me, it doesn't matter whether I'm talking in a subject that I'm, the, I'm an expert in or whether I'm not an expert, I still feel those same feelings. Now, you've got to remember that some people feel these on a much greater scale than what other people do. There's going to be people that suffer from imposter syndrome in varying degrees. But for me, I realise that it mustn't be the task or the mission I'm the variable. It's something in my mind that's making me feel like this. So what I did was investigate the causes of imposter syndrome. Now, these three reasons. Now, the main reason is you had an alcoholic parent as a kid or suffered domestic violence or physical abuse or any criticism as a child, repeated criticism. And it's the trauma that results from that. Now, for me, it was my dad. Now, my dad was an intensive care paramedic for many, many years, and he was very respected and adored. And I tell you what, if you were choking on a piece of steak, you'd want my old man coming through the door because he was very good at what he did, and he had to be, and I get it. But at home, he would criticize us for being incompetent. We had to be better. We had to be, we had to do it right. And if we didn't, we suffered criticism. Now, he was raised in the exactly the same way. He was never good enough for his mum. He couldn't do anything right in her eyes. So he is or was, when he was a child, a tortured man. He suffered the criticism from his mother. Now, I have got a really good relationship with my dad, but he did criticise us as kids. 
Now, in some ways, I'm grateful that he demanded me to be better. And we'll talk about that a little bit later on. But there is consequences to it too, which is, for me, imposter syndrome. Now, the second cause of imposter syndrome, some people grew up in a really good home, never suffered any criticism, but they still have this feeling of imposter syndrome. And it's usually the result of choosing a career that gives constant critique or constant criticism in their daily jobs. Now, the third reason, for whatever reason, some people just get in their heads that they're not good enough. So for me, I know what the cause is. I know that suffering that constant criticism as a child started my imposter syndrome. But I must be a bit of a glutton for punishment because now I'm in a job, in a profession, that I receive constant criticism all the time. You've got to do it like this. You've got to be better here. It's constant critique. So I believe this is a big reason why now when I'm talking about marketing and copywriting and all those sorts of things, I feel that feeling of imposter syndrome. Now, it wasn't till I started selling physical products online that I started to think about my imposter syndrome because I really sort of hadn't thought about it too much before. And that's why I say that starting a business is the best personal development course you can go on because it gets you thinking about these sorts of things because I really truly believe that your business is a reflection of yourself. So it gets you thinking about these psychological factors, what's holding you back. Why do you do things like that? Why are these thoughts sabotaging you? Now, I've asked some people about this, some very successful people with multiple million-dollar businesses about this, and they feel this too. And it doesn't go away with any form of success. And what I see in these people is that they're relentless workers. They really work hard. And I wonder if that's because they're deep down worried about being seen as a phony. And myself, I see that I have a really high work ethic. I work and work and work. And maybe deep down, I'm worried about being seen as a phony. So there's definitely some benefits to having imposter syndrome, like working hard and then striving to be good at what you're doing. I really work hard to try and be good at what I'm doing. But I think there's some negative effects as well. And I think if imposter syndrome is left unchecked or you have a high degree of it, then it can develop into depression, addiction, and even just unfinished projects and a generally unhappy life. Because I think what happens is is that society and ourselves collide in that a lot of what we were taught growing up, whether it come from home life or being in schools that we're taught, failing is bad. Oh, we can't fail. Don't fail. Don't put yourself out there. Don't be risky. Whereas we know as starting businesses and being entrepreneurs is that That's not true. Go out, fail fast, fail regularly. Because in failure comes success. You can't have success without failure. So how do we combat imposter syndrome? Now, one of the things I'm not going to sit here and say is that it ever goes away because I don't think it ever will. But what I do now 
is that I've learned to embrace it. Embrace the feeling of feeling out of my depth. Get comfortable feeling uncomfortable. Now, every morning I jump in a freezing cold shower and man, I do not want to get in that cold shower. But I do it as repetition for my brain to get comfortable feeling uncomfortable. And it is, it's just putting in the reps, feeling uncomfortable, pushing yourself outside your comfort zone and keep pushing forward to create momentum. Because at the end of the day, the difference between successful people and the people that aren't successful is that we're all as scared as each other. We're all as fearful as each other. And whether that fear is imposter syndrome or something else, it's what we do with that fear that counts. So anyway, guys, hope you enjoyed this episode on imposter syndrome. I really enjoyed talking about it. I've created a little mini course on headlines to help you guys create killer headlines that get people to read your body copy and so you can sell more products. It's totally free. It's at headlinecourse.com. That's headlinecourse.com. Go get yourself a free copy and don't forget to subscribe and I'll see you guys next week. Bye-bye. Hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Until next time, see you later.